Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard, brought to you in part by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Ah, the conversations me and Donnie have before we go on the air. Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, the lovely, the talented Donnie Blanchard. He's a general contractor. And as usual, how are you, Donnie? Doing great, man. I'm so glad this weather's changing. And you know, you put a lot of pressure on me when you introduced me that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to perform. We talked about with spring weather coming up, we'll have to put a picture up. Did the plastic on the screen and porch a right. couple weeks ago so we don't have to clean the pollen out after pollen season. But you can get that at the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. You can download podcasts there. You can also click links to the Facebook page, the YouTube page, Ask the Contractor, which is, of course, asking Donnie if you've got a question for him. Just go to the website, submit your information and your question, and he will answer it. But also, speaking about weather, Donnie, we, yeah. this is the time of year, and a couple of weeks ago, we had some uh, strong weather, and, and it's pretty normal, but there's some things we need to consider when bad weather, tornadoes, strong thunderstorms right. roll through. That's right. I wanted to mention this last week, but it was just so timely to do the spring checklist, and a few of these are no-brainers, but... um. You know, during a situation where you could have a potential tornado in your area or in your subdivision even, uh, people don't think about what's the most susceptible part of your house. And the answer to that is garage doors. So your garage doors are really flimsy where, you know, your front door, your walk door to your garage could be steel, fiberglass, usually an inch and a half thick. Uh, garage doors are made to be lightweight on purpose. So when they open and close, they don't wear out all the working parts. But um, a big thing to know is that if we have bad weather, keep keep your garage doors all the way closed. And um, if you ever have a chance to replace the door, if you're building new construction, we always recommend no windows for security's sake and uh, especially for the potential of bad weather, high winds, tornado, and that sort of thing. But uh, those windows are single pane, so it's not like the it's not the same type of window you would have in the rest of the house. And it's just a, a place that can break. And once that uh, pressure changes with high winds or a tornado, everything gets worse. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing is if you want to look this up online is, Garage doors are really cheap and easy to reinforce. So you can just get some hardware from one of the big box stores and anchor the track down to the concrete, for instance, and just a couple other things you can do to reinforce the uh, working parts or the tracks of that garage door should you uh, come in or should should you have a storm in the area that, that's going to uh, pose a potential threat. Right. Uh, the next thing, and this is the no-brainer, is windows. Um, stay away from windows. A lot of times people look out the window just to make sure that a tornado is not forming or coming. Or They're, even if it is, you just can't help but look out in a storm. That's it. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said before, once a projectile, and that's what happens is the tornado turns anything it can pick up or high winds even, anything it can pick up, it's going to shoot in your direction. Mm-hmm. And should it breach that envelope of the house, you know, the damage inside is going to happen exponentially faster because of the pressure change. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, during a storm, say the storm's coming out of the southwest and it's moving northeast, you need to stand in the northeast portion of the house or the basement, and that's not necessarily so. Should you have a, a tree fall on your house or, like I said, a window break and uh, the direction of the wind, it's going to blow all the debris that should enter your house in that northeast direction, so it's not good uh, to stand the opposite direction of where the storm's coming from. Um, and the last thing I'll say this kind of brings out the kid in me, but a safe room, if you have a home office or a bedroom that you just don't use and it's pretty centrally located in the house, uh, it is amazing the amount of information that's online. Uh, and FEMA, of all people, you wouldn't expect them to be the authority on safe rooms, but the FEMA website has so much on there about how to build a safe room, and you can go as cheap as you want, or you can really go all the way if that's uh, that's what you feel strong about. 
And uh, the cool thing about their website is they continuously update it. So they're always in compliance with the, the most current codes. And they also have uh, all the latest technology that's available now incorporated into the safe room. And they say always get in a doorway if you don't have a safe room. Right. That's because if a tree falls on your house, you know, that header is probably the most uh, reinforced thing that can, can protect you from a fallen tree. We had a job that we did a while back. And um, basically, a, a restoration company hired us to come in and rebuild the the roof system uh, altogether. That means shingles, framing, and everything. And what happened was um, it was an eerie sight because, of course, the family moved out while we did the renovations, but a tree fell, and it hit just right between two rafters so that the branches of the tree penetrated all the way down to the floor level, and they were within about six inches of their child's mm. bed. And, you know, it just it, – it was it was a very close call. The, the child will – probably was traumatized, yeah. you know, from the tree falling all the way through. But, um, you know, that can happen. It just takes the perfect storm, no pun intended, and uh, right wind direction. If the tree falls uh, parallel with your rafters, then, you know, yeah. more than likely it's going to go through. All right. Now, I got a question for you, Donnie. Okay. When, when there's like a thunderstorm and there's lightning and right. stuff, is it old wives' tale about you can get shocked while sitting in the bath? No, that's absolutely true. So uh, one hmm. thing that you don't you don't hear about it anymore because like we talk about, most plumbing supply lines are made out of PEX, which is a plastic-based product. And uh, of course, drains are PVC. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the old uh, copper piping. Like a lot of old houses still have the copper piping and the cast iron drains. But, you know, should lightning strike your house or strike anything around it, uh, all those are superconductors. And I just think that uh, there were definitely, I think they reported about 15 cases of getting shocked last year. And uh, so 15 nationwide, that's not a bad number. But yeah, if you can avoid taking a bath until the storm blows over, then I think that's just a wise thing. And we just don't hear about that old wives tale anymore, because like I said, everything is plastic instead of a conductor. Donnie, are you familiar with how to work the internet? A little bit. Okay. You know how to search for stuff? Here and there. All right. Good question we have for today's show. The topic of the Carolina contractor is what are the most searched items when it comes to home improvement and construction? And yes, I just just did say home improvement amendment. If you're going to search <laughs> for something for your house, think right now, what would it be? What comes top of your mind? Right. Should I give what my answer was when you asked Go me? Go for it. Yeah. So Donnie asked me and I said, HVAC system. Sounds right. like the first, the most common thing people would search for. Right. And what was the result of that? Not even close. Um, Didn't really make the main list. No, it didn't. I can't believe that. Uh, I asked uh, Josh Fargus, who was our HVAC expert we had on about a month or two ago. He gave the same answer you did. And um, I think what we talked about before we were on the air is that, you know, HVAC is one of those things where you don't really have to be educated on it because almost always you're going to hire a pro. Yeah. And same with electrical. All right. So um, set up the basics then of what the search criteria is Mm -hmm. and we'll get what the first response was. Some of these folks are looking for a specific contractor, uh, but most of these are just people wanting to get information on uh, options that they can use for renovating their house. All right. I was surprised by the first yep. response. Number one, go ahead and tell uh, me. Me- metal roofing was the number one thing, and I was surprised myself, but uh, metal roofing has 68,000 searches per month on Google. And um, what I'm going to do here is I'm go through these uh, most popular search words, and I'm just going to kind of give a uh, brief take on, on what I think you should know about each one of these search words. And metal roofing, I would say that the two important things are the uh, two options you have. And one is standing seam and the other is uh, what they call screw down. And that's a slang term. The screw down are the metal roofs where you can actually see the screws on the outside of the roof. Mm -hmm. And that's called an exposed fastener system. The standing seam costs about triple to maybe four times as much as the exposed fastener. And the reason is 
Uh, number one, the it's a thicker gauge metal. Uh, number two, it has a much better paint warranty. So I think it's around 40 years where the exposed fastener system is only 10. Mm. Uh, the exposed fastener is what you see on all those carports on the country roads yeah, where they yeah. have an intersection where they're selling seven, $800 carports. But um, to put that on your house, I think, is a mistake. It's called an ag panel, and so it's good for agricultural hay, hay barns or anything like that that you know doesn't necessarily have to look as pretty as your house. But uh, the standing seam is the way to go because all the screws are underneath the metal, uh, hence it's called a concealed fastener system, especially if you're at the coast. That is something that's super important. And um, on a side note, in terms of material availability, just like shingles, the colors that you can get in the metal world are really limited right now one of the reasons being and i'm tying this back into a previous show oh, yeah texas is probably responsible for i want to say 60 percent of the metal that we get uh nationwide and uh all the paint factories in texas are still shut down from when they had the big windmill incident or the uh inclement weather incident a couple of months ago and you know there's a couple of the popular colors that they're cranking out but these people didn't have power for so long that you know they're not worried about the rest of the country having availability on metal colors well, then let's go to number two. And this one I think a lot of people can relate to, mm-hmm. and that is vinyl siding. I did it a few years ago, and right. I like doing a lot of research. Absolutely. Well, vinyl siding came in behind metal roofing at 61,000 searches a month. And the important thing about vinyl siding to know is that it comes in three thicknesses. And I'm just speaking prim- primarily what you would have available to the average person. Um, it comes in 040, 042, and 044 are the uh, common three thicknesses. I always recommend going with the thicker vinyl siding because – it's not something you have to really change out unless it fades uh, or unless it's damaged. Say your lawnmower kicks out a rock or something, you'll really be glad that you got the thicker vinyl siding. And mm-hmm. in the last, uh, say, 20 years, they've come out with some other options that are also vinyl. So something popular is board and batten. That's the vertical right. siding that you see there. And um, I'm a big fan of board and batten as, as an accent. But uh, the board and batten is not very much more than the uh, the standard vinyl siding. So on the average job, you may spend a 1000 or two a thousand or two thousand more dollars to get uh, a better quality siding and it is thicker than the average vinyl siding the other option and i'm sure everybody's seen this is the cedar shake mm-hmm. look vinyl and that's where you get really expensive um the cedar shake i want to say is around four hundred dollars per square a square meaning a 10 by 10 section right. where the other is just hovering around a hundred dollars yeah and i'm i mean the cedar shake i know styles and, and the look of a house mm-hmm come and go but cedar shake to me still hasn't come back i just have no. never liked the look and the vertical like you said with trim it looks okay mm-hmm. but we have somebody in our neighborhood and they redid their house and they did vertical right hey god bless you i, I hope you're <laughs> in love with it but it not just looks not for me definitely not all right now this next one is definitely near wheelhouse Forty-one thousand uh, searches were for roofing in general i guess yeah we just did a show on roofing uh few weeks ago that goes way more in depth than i'm about to say here but just the high spots i'd like to hit is um you know an architectural shingle now if you use a certified contractor can have as much as a 50-year non-prorated warranty where a three-tab shingle which is the the main or most popular alternative only has a 25-year warranty on that shingle and it's prorated so it's a no-brainer because the labor is the same for both of these shingles but uh, you get almost double the lifespan i'm sorry you do get double the lifespan out of the architectural and it costs just a fraction more you're not talking thousands you're talking hundreds Mm -hmm. Um, and like i mentioned always use a certified contractor that's going to be the difference in a night and day difference because a certified contractor can give you uh, instead of a 30-year prorated architectural shingle that shingle turns into a 50-year non-prorated the way that we install those. 
Um, the other thing I'd like to say, especially with this being storm season, is yep. avoid storm chasers like the plague. If they knock on your door, it's something called canvassing. That's illegal, number one. Um, oh, number, it is? It is. It I is. did not know yeah, that. They just don't have enough uh, people to enforce that sort of thing. And uh, it's coming. In Texas, where storm chasers are more prevalent, you know, of course, things like a uh, funny business with the deductible or insurance fraud is something that they actually have – uh, an assigned task force to go after that sort of thing. And I think that that will make its way here, but we just don't have the storms like Texas and Florida right, right. to warrant that at this point. Um, and then one thing that I wrote down is because I, I failed to mention that these extended warranties like the golden and silver pledge where you get 25 years of workmanship coverage along with the 50-year manufacturer's warranty, uh, that warranty is transferable. And the one thing that, that GAF just changed, and I wasn't aware of this when I did the show, but I want to drop a plug here, is that uh, that transfer period used to be 30 days. So if you move into a new house and the old person dropped the ball on getting the warranty transferred over in that 30 days, you were just out of luck. And uh, now they've extended that warranty transfer period to one year, which I think is a very stand-up move by the manufacturer. And again, I want to stress when you talked about it that show, I want you to think about this. If you're a homeowner and you're thinking about getting your roof done, when you use GAF and you use that warranty, Mm -hmm. 25 years from now, if you've retired or you've decided to move, you can use that as a selling point of your mm-hmm. house. Hey, by the way, the roof still has a 25-year warranty on mm-hmm. it. And if it's the first person to buy the house since it's it. been in there, that one-time transferable opportunity, you can sell a house and use 25-year warranty still left on the roof. That's right. Imagine buying a car and it's five years old, and you go, oh, by the way, you still have five years on this car, the that's warranty, right. if you want to buy it from me. Yeah, that's a great comparison. And one thing that I made, I made this change from the top down at SureTop. Uh, one thing that we're going to do from here on out is every roof that we price out, uh, we're going to include the silver pledge. So that's 10 years of workmanship warranty. And we already had a, a five-year workmanship wow. uh, warranty, but um, we're going to up the ante because um, you know we just feel like it's, it's just a thing that not a lot of people can offer, and we can. So mm-hmm. from here on out, we're offering our 10, uh, 10 years of workmanship warranty, which requires that we use some uh, special products when we install the roof. And, and it's going to be more expensive on my end. But at the same time, I just feel that much better about if something ever happens to me, then uh, there's a warranty with a $6 billion company uh, that you have to fall yeah. back on rather than you know small roofing company. Exactly. And you can get information at the suretoproofing.com. This is the Carolina Contractor Show. We're about halfway through talking about things that people search when it comes to home improvement and construction. As we move down this list, we did talk about vinyl siding, but siding in general mm-hmm. clocks in at about 37 searches a month. Yeah, I'm going to try to make this quick. And um, siding, uh, vinyl being the most popular, there's a couple of different options. Uh, straight lap is what you normally see as the standard vinyl siding. Um, several years ago, in terms of about 20, they came out with something that calls Dutch lap. And the Dutch lap is a little bit of a different profile uh, and it's it's a little bit stronger. There's a it's it's more of a vertical siding with a, almost a curve at the top, and that curve seems to add a lot of strength to that product. Um, the other alternative is something the slang is Carolina bead. Yeah. Every manufacturer has a different uh, name for it, but it's supposed to simulate uh, something like a, a fiber cement siding. So it's uh, the exposure is about seven inches, where um, the vinyl siding standards are usually. Uh, four or five inch exposure. They're they're labeled D four or D five because when you look at a piece of siding, it always comes with two panels. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the Carolina Beat is a good look if you uh, like vinyl but don't want to pay the price for the fiber cement. And uh, speaking of the fiber cement, the options there uh, are textured, smooth, and beaded. So the textured looks like a wood grain. Uh, of course, smooth is is nothing, and the beaded has a little groove that runs along about the bottom inch of the product. Right. 
Um, and on a side note, boxing, when people refer to boxing, that's separate than the siding. The boxing is what goes on your overhang. So your soffit is the bottom part of the boxing, mm-hmm. which is usually vinyl. And what you wrap the fascia with, which is the vertical portion of the boxing, is usually aluminum. And that's about as maintenance-free as you get. All right, another thing people search on a very common uh, basis is roofing contractors. Mm-hmm. And that's probably more just a research whether the company they may be looking at is good or yep. what is the difference between hiring a, a company like SureTop Roofing versus Billy Joe Jim Bob and Cletus Roofing yep. that has a sign written out on the corner in Magic Marker. We call those guys Tank Top Tommy or oh, Chuck sorry. in a Truck. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the big difference is, are they really contractors? I mean, we're licensed general contractor, residential and commercial, but a lot of these guys, they, they put a ladder rack on their truck and throw a ladder up there, and uh, all of a sudden they call themselves a roofer. So uh, really important to ask these folks the right questions and find out if they're just um, – a guy with a ladder in a truck who hires all subcontractors or if they have an actual business to back the product that they're selling. Yeah, and then this dovetails right into roofing companies, which yep. was next. And that's usually a local search, <laughs> It right? is. It is. I'm in the right business because roofing just dominated the top 10. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it made me feel good about what I decided to pursue as uh, as my primary income. But, yeah, definitely a local search here when they search for roofing companies. I think a better way to search this would be city-specific. So if you live yeah. in Raleigh, say roofing companies Raleigh NC. And uh, that'll get you a better search result than, than roofing companies because what you don't want to do is – only limit your options to people who pay-per-click on Google. Well, you're like me, I'm sure. Yeah. When you search on Google, you just scroll down the first three or four that's answers because you know it's an ad. Yeah, that's it's it. It's not necessarily what you're looking a for. A lot of people don't know. I'm surprised by how many people click the ads, and I'm so sensitive to that that if I'm looking for a product and I see uh, – if I search it and the ad comes before what I'm actually looking for, I'll scroll past the ad so I don't cost them money unnecessarily. You know Exactly, exactly. Now, the big thing a lot of people have been doing with COVID-19 inside and outside their house are renovations, so not a big surprise that that came up next on the list of mm-hmm. very commonly searched terms. Yeah, I wouldn't search the internet because renovation is a very, especially if you get into interior renovations, that's a very intimate process and you really need to pick the right person because it just, everything changes when somebody works inside your house. Yes. I would say that a better way to get a result with renovation is by word of mouth. Word of mouth is still king in, in uh, most towns around here because uh, unless you're a transplant, you usually know somebody who knows somebody, but um. Uh, I said this on a past show or several past shows, but calling the inspections department is a great way. If you don't have any good referrals from a friend, call in the inspections department, maybe ask to speak with an inspector or maybe ask to speak with a plan review person and say, hey, who do you guys work with? And I don't think they'll be willing to give you somebody specific, but they'll definitely drop you two or three names because, number one, they know that these people do good work because they're on their job sites regularly. And number two, it makes everybody's life easier. If somebody's mm-hmm. in compliance with the inspections department, they know that, that the job will go a lot smoother. Stone Teeth was next. We got to Stone Veneers. <laughs> and this was a 21,000 monthly searches on Google for this. Go ahead and detail on that. Some people uh, might not understand yeah. what stone veneer stone is. Stone veneer is, um, so if you have a brick house and you just have a stone accent on the front gable of your house, but just any type of, uh, you know, veneer, meaning the uh, what's on the envelope of the house on the outside. Um, the one thing that jumps out about stone veneer is a product called Weepscreed. And um, the Weepscreed became code, I want to say around five or six years ago. But if you have, uh, if you want to, maybe renovate and do an accent wall with stone, or if you're just building from from new construction, um, the weep screed basically goes at the bottom, and it looks terrible. Uh, Just to be frank, it allows drainage, and what they're doing is basically simulating something like a weep hole in a brick veneer application. So the way a weep hole works is uh, you have, of course, the framing, the plywood, the Tyvek or the house wrap that you prefer to use, and 
the, the brick mason will lay brick from the foundation up to the floor level, meaning the bottom of the, the first wood part of the floor. And what they do there is they take a, a product and they go under the house wrap and out over that course of brick that's that's level with the top of the foundation. Uh, and what that does is when they continue the brick all the way up, if any water gets behind that brick, uh, it allows that water to drain out there so it doesn't get trapped behind the wall. But the thing is, with brick, you always have a one-inch airspace. So between that house wrap and that brick, there's one inch so that if anything gets in there, of course, it can drain. Stone does not have that same application because basically it goes house wrap, you know, some sort of lathe wire for the mortar to stick to, and then you put the stone right there. So I kind of feel like the weep screed is, is ridiculous and it looks terrible. Um, it, it is building code. So if you ever, uh, if you live on a, a prominent street or you live in a right. busy subdivision, you don't want to do this without being code compliant. But um, just kind of thought I'd bring that up because weep screed is one of those things where maybe uh, it's been over legislated. And I'm just not a fan of the the look of a house that's partially got stone or brick veneer right. on it. You see them, they'll have a, usually their doorway, the front entrance right. has that veneer on it. Right. And then the rest of it is just siding. It just looks like Somebody couldn't make up their mind. Did they want a brick house, a stone house, yep. or a standard siding house? All right. Next thing is a fiber cement siding, and this right. is also known as Hardy. Pump, Hardy. Right? Yep. That's and I'll get into that later because Hardy was actually a specific search, but um, yeah, Hardy is a, a product that's fiber cement. They kind of pioneered this this whole deal, and and James Hardy is the guy who started this. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that's important to know is that it's expensive, and there are a couple of other alternatives that look exactly like it. Those brands are Allura and Nichiha. So I can put. Uh, that oh, up I on saw the them open for ACDC a long time ago. They're great, <laughs> by the way. Still touring coming up now that we're getting out of COVID. Nice. I'd say that one of the attractive points of Hardy is that uh, it's there forever. So with vinyl, you know, of course, the fading and could get damaged and you might have to replace it. It definitely has a lesser lifespan than the fiber cement. Uh, but the fact that it does have to be painted, that that is maintenance and one thing to consider before you go that route. Am I wrong or right here, Donnie? Uh, hardy siding can crack, though. I mean, I'm talking not naturally, but if you hit it, it cracks. Uh, it can. Yes, okay. sir. But usually the way that it's lapped, uh, there's always a backer that's going to be supporting that. So uh, it's really hard to crack it, but it can be damaged. Yes. All right. Next thing is uh, board and batten siding. We've heard this phrase used before by you, Donnie. Right. That's the uh, we already commented on this in the vinyl world. But board and batten was something that uh, back when building materials were limited, that's something that was popular with older houses. Um, I'm a big fan of it as an accent, kind of what you said, the whole house, uh, not so much. But um, when the vinyl version came out, a lot of people started to use this just because it's different. And the important thing to know with the vinyl version is that it only comes in 10 and 12 foot lengths. So if you have a tall wall, two or three story house, there's got to be a break in there. And I just kind of feel like the horizontal break that you have to put in there kind of ruins the effect of the vertical siding. This is the Carolina Contractor Show. We've got about five minutes left in the show, and today we're talking about the most searched terms in home improvement and construction. And next on the list at 15,000 searches a month is wood siding, and you like it, right? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No, wood siding is hideous, and and I do know that um, we talked about cedar siding. That's, uh, that's okay. Uh, there are a couple of subdivisions that had restrictive covenants requiring all the homeowners to go with the wood siding, and I just think that it's... Um, because of product availability, I believe that it is pretty much obsolete right now because uh, it has to be painted every five years. It's just a very high-maintenance product, and I'm not a fan of how it looks. I guess it would be more resilient than vinyl if your lawnmower kicks that rock up that I mentioned, but mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not a fan. And um, uh, if you've been through that subdivision in Durham, all the houses just look very dilapidated. They and do. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Uh, there's another subdivision that requires um, – you know, cedar shake roofing, and that's another thing that's um, uh, because of all the 
superior products that are out there right now. I just think that that wood on the outside of a house, when you can go fiberglass or vinyl, yeah, uh, it's just a bad idea. And when in doubt, I always say go with masonite. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't say <laughs> no, you that. Don't. Now the next thing is uh, heavy metal siding, metal siding. Yeah. And that's uh, not something you really see residentially. Yeah, it's funny you said heavy metal because it's the opposite of. Uh, the metal siding, if there's an advantage, it's, it's really light. Um, a lot of people refer to it as steel siding, and it does look really good. Uh, one of the advantages is that it is there has no laps. So where vinyl siding comes in 12-foot lengths, you always have these horizontal laps where the pieces connect. But there are no laps with steel siding. And the way that they achieve that is they usually run it on site. So they'll okay. they'll pull up and sort of like we do with some metal roofing jobs, they'll actually run the, the panels there on site. So you don't have any. Is that kind of like uh, how you do aluminum uh, gutters and stuff? Absolutely. Same, same concept. Same concept right there. Now, we did talk about earlier renovation was on the list with 21,000 searches mm-hmm. a month. But remodeling Sounds the same. It's got 15,000 searches a month, mm-hmm. but it's really not necessarily the same thing as renovation. No, and uh, like I mentioned before, it really takes a, a special kind of contractor to be a good remodeler. You just can't hire anybody to do it or you know, both parties are going to be upset. But um, I, I would pick someone's brain before you hire them and, and just ask about their subcontractor base because that's everything. Obviously, most contractors don't have all these trades in-house, so you have to sub people out. And just having conscientious subcontractors who are clean and they care about the homeowner's living space because if you're going to be there simultaneous with the remodel taking place, you know, it is really a big to do. And I would say it's very important to set realistic expectations for both parties before the project starts. All right. One more thing I want to talk about here is something that definitely falls in your wheelhouse is Mm -hmm. Donnie is a general contractor and how to build a house, Mm -hmm. not to be confused with build a bear, is how to build a house checks in at 13,000. And you've said this before, there's a lot of big projects. People go, I think I could do this Mm -hmm. where you're like, hire a general contractor. Many reasons why. For sure. Especially now being co-compliant with the way that things have changed and gotten so much more strict than they were. Even Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, hiring a contractor is money well spent because number one, he gets better pricing than you can get yourself. And number two, he has subcontractors that work for him, you know, month in and month out. So the relationships that he forms, uh, nobody's going to give you the same job if they don't know you and they're only working for you one time. But, you know, there's a lot of value to somebody who knows that they're going to do a good job this time and you're going to give them the next job and the next job. So I just think capitalizing on somebody else's relationships, you'll probably save that contractor fee and what you would be overcharged by the individual subs. And long gone are the days that the banks lend an individual the money to build his or her own house. I don't think that many banks do that anymore. I had one gentleman, I kind of helped him build his house, but I I had one guy that, that found a really small bank. And this guy's loaded. So I think the bank was just like, well, if he screws it up, he's got the money to pay for it. And that's the only circumstance I've seen that work out. Well, we barely broke the the halfway point on this list. It's very interesting. You going to put this up on the site? I will put this up on the site. Maybe we can continue. Uh, not next week. I know we have uh, something pretty action-packed for next week, but mm-hmm. in Guns a couple and, weeks. And babes and exactly. Uh, missiles on my drone. Exactly. <laughs> you can start at thecarolinacontractor.com. Again, the Facebook site's there. I'll, I'm going to send Donnie some pictures, some projects I've done around the house, and uh, how you can change your front door to make it look like something Chip and Joanna Gaines made and sell it for like $4,000. Because <laughs> it looks like it's shiplap, but it's not. We'll it's impressive. With, <laughs> we'll explain with the pictures up on the site. Again, the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. You can also download past shows in the podcast form and get all the other information there. Have a great week. We will see you next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show, presented by SureTop Roofing. 
Learn more and submit your questions at thecarolinacontractor.com. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. 